Sabbath contracts were still underneath the UCC, but we're talking about the battle of forms. And what this simply means is which form prevails, which form is going to be the contract, because there's a whole bunch of different ways that people can form a contract. So which party's way is going to prevail as far as uh, whose contract are we going to look at to determine whether or not this contract was breached or if there was sufficient terms, things like that. And we're going to be looking at Princess v. Uh, General Electric, so GE. And in this instance, GE had previously built a cruise boat for Princess Tours and uh, Princess Cruise Line. And and Princess was doing an inspection, and they hired GE to do this inspection. And as we note with the UCC, uh the UCC deals with contracts that are predominantly goods. So if the purpose is, and if the predominant purpose is goods, then it falls under the UCC. If the predominant purpose is service, then it's going to go underneath common law. And that's what a big argument is in this case because of the types of contracts that were formed. So here there were two types of contracts. Uh, Princess sent a purchase order over to General Electric saying, here's what we want you to do. In this purchase order, and there was a a warranty clause, a limited warranty clause, meaning if something broke from the service, then uh, they could sue for warranty. And in this purchase order, there was also a, a liability clause, meaning that GE would be liable for any damages occurred from any breach of the warranty. And they priced this at $260,000. GE looked at their purchase order and they're like, okay, that's all right, but there are a couple things that we want to change. Uh, They changed the price to $230,000 and they kept the uh, limited warranty uh, clause, but they also changed the liability clause to where they were only liable for the amount of the order form. So purchase order liable for all the damages. Order form, sorry, uh, service quotation, I should say, uh, only liable up to the price that was on the quotation, and this was $230,000. Well, Princess looks at that, and they're like, well, 230 is less than 260 so let's go ahead and, and purchase the uh, service for $230,000. And so they did that. They gave them $230,000, and GE went and performed their service, their inspection. They looked at things. They noticed that something was wrong with the rotor, and there was a lot of rust. So they tried to fix it, and they took off too much, and it was imbalanced, and uh, it, it caused Princess Taurus to, be, to cancel one of their cruise lines. And, you know, if you're a big cruise line and you have to cancel, that's a lot of unhappy can- customers. And so there was a lot of damage that Princess was going through. So we need to determine which contract here is going to prevail. Did they use the purchase order that Princess sent, or did they use the quotation, the service quotation that General Electric sent? And what the court says is because the Princess paid for the quotation, then they also need to abide by the quotation terms because that was the contract that they accepted. Also, the 
court looks at whether or not this falls underneath the UCC or common law. And they look at the predominant purpose of the contract. Uh, there are three factors that they're going to consider. They're going to first consider the language of the contract. They're going to look at the nature of the supplier. In this case, it's General Electric. And three, they're going to look at the worth of the materials to determine the predominant purpose of the contract. So let's examine this quickly using these factors. So first, the language of the contract. They determined that they were going to be using the quotation, the service quotation here. Well, note that's a service quotation. And it was engineer services. The language of the contract focused on services. And so that looks like it's leaning towards being more of a service rather than a good. Okay, let's look at the nature of the supplier. What were they hired to do? Well, they were hired to inspect and to repair. And those are both things that fall underneath a service category rather than a goods category. Now, there, when you're doing repairs, you do end up working a lot with parts. So there's a lot of money that's coming into trying to purchase parts for these repairs. And so there's, even if most of the money is coming from purchasing these parts, the service is the predominant purpose here. So if we look at the worth of materials, here in this quotation, there was not a separation of itemized list of how expensive the materials were versus how expensive the service was. So they could only look at the first and the second factor, the language of the contract and the nature of the supplier. In that case, this is going to fall underneath the common law. Consequently, they are only liable for the damages up to the amount on the uh, in the quotation. So they only had to pay $235,000 instead of paying in the $4 million and that was an actual damages from missing this cruise line. So it's a big deal to figure out which form is going to prevail and whether or not it's going to fall underneath the UCC or uh, the common law. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.